The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner and president Brian Wickert, and chief millennial loan consultant David Wickert. What a great day for going through properties. Now, if you have a, a question or comment, you can reach us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is easy, 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, I know you've got a jam-packed show today, lots of good content. What's up? Well, the only thing hotter than the weather this weekend is the housing market, so <laughs> you're going to go... Okay, Jimmy Fallon. Well, all right, all right, all right. I got to, we're going to start out with two stories. I feel obligated to say, how hot is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ed McMahon, how I wish I had something for you there. It's so hot. Well, it's so hot that you got to be the best version of yourself, and I, I think you cannot underestimate the competition. And and I've got two unfortunate stories from this past week, where buyers did misjudge the competitiveness. And we're going to start out with one. This comes to us from uh, Illinois, where um, the buyers were. Uh, preparing to write an offer on a home listed for $725,000 in the city of Chicago. It was owned by a corporation who had come in near the bottom of the market like in 2012, 2013, and scooped up dozens of properties, rented them out for a while, and now is looking to liquidate. And so they're on the market. By the way, the potential buyer said, you know what, I think it's priced a little bit on the low side at 725 Wow, okay. <clears throat> Now, these are rock-solid pre-approved buyers. They're in a great position. They don't have to sell their current home to qualify. That's good. One of the buyers had already sold her home. The woman had a lot of money in the bank from that sale. Slam dunk. So all they got to do is borrow 400000 which is great because that's the under the Fannie Mae limit of 453100 And the reason why that's good is if you borrow more than that $453,100, then you have to not only come up with the down payment and uh, closing costs, but you also have to have extra money known as reserves left over, which in their particular case would have been about 48000 extra dollars. So we avoided that. Plus, I think savvy sellers like corporations know that jumbo financing is a little harder, mm -hmm. a little more scrutinous, if that's a word, uh, than uh, Fannie Mae uh, financing. So everything's going our way. Um, now, they had gone to see the house a couple times. Uh, one of the times, there were like four other couples there, you know, looking at the house. The listing agent tells them, I think we're going to have at least 10 offers. <laughs> so, ten? Yeah. So here's the deal. All offers, your best and final offers, in other words, don't kid around here because we're not coming back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, this is a corporation, right? Right. Are due at 9 a.m. on Monday. I was talking to him last Sunday right. after the show. Um, all right, so do you think a video with our house in it or, you know, or like we had a couple of weeks ago where that won the day, do you think that's going to work with a corporation? No, they don't Love care. letter, picture of your dog? Uh-uh. Nope. Uh, and uh, do you think they want to close sooner rather than later? As quickly as possible. That's right. They want to get their money out. Okay, so I asked the buyers, what are you thinking about offering? 
And the answer, well, I think I'd like to steal it for 700000 It was Remember listed for seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five, And he, he told me that he thought it was listed kind of low. So he goes, 700000 I'm like, and Are when Are we still talking you... about the same house here? Yeah. <laughs> and then I ask him, uh, when do you think you're going to write to close this? I probably want to go like 60 days so I can... I can um, Strike two. Yeah, so that I can, you know, not have a lot of overlap between the two payments. And I'll say his name is Bob, not his real name. And I think I said this out loud. Bob, why bother even writing the offer? Save the PDF. So then I talked to him a little bit about, you know, let's say that instead of borrowing 400000 you got to borrow four twenty-five. If you're willing to write the full price offer, it's $135 more per month. For the $25,000 Yeah, for the $25,000 You had to borrow the money. Right. If you had to borrow the money, you didn't want to come with it, it's only 135 And you know what? If you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound at this price range. Like, if that's going to break you, because I think we're looking at a principal and interest in taxes of around $3,500 a month, because it is city of Chicago and taxes are high. Yeah. Like, if that's going to break it, you shouldn't even be writing the offer at 700 Yeah. So I ended up giving him an offer or a, a Roxell pre-approval at both the $700,000 price, because he was like, yeah, maybe you got a point there, and the seven twenty-five. <laughs> You do this every day. You might have a point. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I don't think you're going to win with a slow close. I'm like, you really need to tell me you're going to close by the end of June. That would be my other advice. Yeah. And he texted me on Monday. Guess what? They didn't get it. Well, the nine other offers. Yeah. Were just somebody was willing better. to pay. You know, now we'll find out later after it sells whether it sold for more or less. Uh, but you know, that was just ill advised. And and the problem was, and I asked him this question too, Bob. If it was listed for seven hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, would you then be offering seven hundred? Oh no, I'd probably be offering seven twenty-five. Boom! Okay. This is a phenomenon in human behavior called anchoring. He was only thinking he had to offer seven hundred because they had anchored him at the listing price of seven twenty-five. Had they, you know, so I was trying to get him to open up his mind, yeah. right, and say, like, "Not a big deal." All right, so there's one story. I've got another story after we come back from this break about somebody who did not get the, into the winner's circle. We'll give that to you when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. The job situation in Wisconsin is historically positive, but there may be some that are not feeling the effects. John and Melissa have details at 434 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And we're continuing our show with Brian and David. And uh, Brian, before you uh, broke uh, for the commercial uh, break here, sharing some really interesting stories on how oftentimes we buyers misjudge the competitive nature of today's seller's market, right? Yeah, and sometimes it takes people a time or two of losing before they, um, you know, get get religion and say, "Okay, I got to strap on my big boy underwear here and get with it." David, you got a comment? Scrutinous is on the Merriam-Webster website. Okay, so to examine closely. Okay, there you go. Inquisitive. Thank 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 you for that follow up. A word used in the first segment. Don't get that at every mortgage show. No. Uh, now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our Habitat home framing build this week that happened, and which was awesome. But uh, one of the stories that I heard there from Terry Cardo from Exit Realty, she was telling me while we were hammering nails together on Tuesday that a home she had listed the week before in the two hundred dollars to $300,000 price range 
had 35 showings in two days and 12 offers. Wow. Um, I I believe she said all the offers were over asking price. So I asked her, well, Terry, how do you sort out? How do you help the seller sort through all the offers, right, when you got that many? Well, of course, any home sale contingency officers, oh, uh, offers are out. Kiss of death. Kiss of death. Well, we have 12. Right, yeah. Uh, my offer is contingent upon me selling your house. No, thank you. I'll look at you later. Um, ultra low down payment loans are next to get set aside. 3% down, three and a half, zero. Uh, why is that, David? I guess it's the perception that when you are putting a large down payment down, you have the wiggle room to make it happen. If? If the appraisal comes in low. Correct. And so if all these offers are over the asking price, sellers aren't stupid. They're thinking, well, maybe the appraisal is not going to be able to come up to this higher price. So that's why when we're practicing our craft and helping people with their rock-solid guaranteed pre-approvals, I mean, some people only have 3% and that's it. Mm -hmm. But if we can get that 3% buyer and say, well, could you get a gift from grandma? Could you dip into your IRA? I know you don't want to, but that if we verify it, then we can write the approval letter, pre-approval letter, at the 5% down. To or maybe show 10. strength. Right. So we're yeah. trying to show the best version of you. And then the third thing that comes into play are contingencies. Like right now, the queen of clubs, if you're a sheep's head player, that's the most powerful card, is writing the offer with no appraisal contingency. In other words, I'm willing to pay you over asking, and I'm willing to work without a net here Mm -hmm. of the appraisal contingency. Another one is the right to cure defects that are found on the offer. And that's where our next story leads us, is again on a higher end price home. And once you know this home was on the market for a couple of years, Literally a couple of years. Years. Yep, and our rockside allowed pre-approval buyers, pre-approved buyers are looking at it, and they make an offer substantially lower than the probably too high price. Sure. And they come back another fifty thousand dollars apart, and now they're about to meet in the middle. But the issue is whether or not the seller will have the right to cure defects that come up on the inspection. And as luck would have it, and this happened to your mother and I, David, when oh. we bought our house in uh, North Lake that had been on the market a long time. As we're presenting our offer, another offer comes in. It's like, (laughs) what are the chances? And the answer is mm -hmm, apparently above zero. And so our buyer was skeptical. There's probably not an offer, which is really um, unethical and could cause a real estate broker to lose their license or be severely misrepresented that there was another offer. Correct. And so, you know, the buyer's agent said, no, they're, they're, you know, because of that, yeah. there really is. We have to believe there really is an extra offer. But uh, the buyer was just really skeptical about the condition of the property, went back at the in-between price, but would not give the right to cure defects Yeah, and lost the house. Because apparently the other buyer was willing to give them what was most important to the seller. Maybe it had been price, but it was also this right to cure. So... um so it's a it's a multifaceted formula for getting that uh, offer, and you know if you want the house, you got to kind of cave in. Well, and to your point with the Chicago example, the cost of of just bidding at the listing price yeah. isn't all that much, right? When 
in terms of the borrowed money. That's right. That's right. So lots of lots of ways we can help. All right. When we come back from this next break, um, let's talk about the Habitat for Humanity Build Week. It was a lot of fun. We'll have some stories for you when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Tomorrow, of course, is Memorial Day, a day where we honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. In remembrance of those who gave their lives, Don McCure shares the tales of those who are still with us in the WTMJ special presentation, Their Stories. You can hear all about it right here tomorrow at 12 noon on WTMJ. You know, early this morning, you were uh, chatting with me about uh, what a strong presence you and your uh, colleagues at Acunet had uh, in the Midtown neighborhood uh, happening, ha- helping the Habitat for Humanity outreach. I think that's marvelous. Thank you. Yeah, this is the kickoff of the Midtown 100 project by uh, Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity. And that's where uh, I'm on the board now of Milwaukee Habitat, so I got more information than I had before. Uh, so over the next three years, Milwaukee Habitat will build 65 new homes in the Midtown 100 neighborhood, which is south of North Avenue and from 29th uh, Street over to, I think, 21st or something like that. And get this, we already have 140 Habitat homes in that neighborhood. Now we're going to build another 65. Wow. And then we're also going to do critical repairs on 20 more homes and 15 more rehabs of foreclosed homes. So that's a total of 100. That's how we got to the mid Does that mean like fix a roof or something? Like yeah, a critical... critical repair, like a roof, porch, something, foundation maybe, you know, something that's critical. Yeah. And uh, this is the largest, by the way, uh, construction of affordable housing in the city of Milwaukee since WW2, World War II. So we started on 29th Street this week. There are seven homes where we showed up this week, and they were uh, foundations with uh, plywood caps on them. I was glad we didn't have to pour the foundation. I don't know well, how well that That would have been a mistake. <laughs> so professionals do that. But then here we have semi-skilled volunteers. We had 12 Acunet uh, either employees or friends or spouses of Acunet employees show up each day, Monday through Thursday. So a total of 48 volunteers staffed our site including some from WTMJ. Gene Miller was out there. Our sales rep, uh, Stephanie Sulak, was out there with some other sales reps. And we were pounding nails and putting up two by lifting up walls like an Amish barn raising. It was awesome. Uh, we also had um, Ryan Braun, Chase Anderson, and Christian Yelich were there. We got a picture taken with them. Yeah. And they did not injure themselves, I want to point out, although I am sporting a uh, gouged, right index finger from a left-handed hammer attempt that did not go well. Mm. No stitches were needed. (laughs) But remember, here's the cool thing about Milwaukee Habitat and all Habitat for Humanity. It was, it's not a giveaway, folks. So most of us were out there for a six-hour shift. If you are a single home buyer, you have to do that 50-50 times because you have to volunteer 300 hours of your time to become a Habitat homeowner. You're not often working on your house. You might work at a restore. You might be working on someone else's house. 300 hours. I tell you that most of our buyers would not devote that much of their free time yeah. to you know, becoming a homeowner. That's seven and a half full work weeks. Seven and a half 40-hour work weeks to become a Habitat homeowner where you have to volunteer your time. Other family members can help you or friends, but only up to half of the total amount needed. Then you also have to do home uh, buyer counseling so you know what you're doing. 
and then you get to pay back a $95,000 mortgage. Now, the rate is 0%. The Swiss rate. So here's one story. So, you know, three mortgage professionals are walking down the street going to lunch, which is provided by church ladies. We went over to the We Energies thing. We're going like, what's the principal and interest payment on a $95,000 mortgage at 0%? And we're all like whipping out our financial calculators. And then I said to myself, boys, there's no interest. It's all principal. All you got to do is divide 95000 by 360. Ah. <laughs> that's the payment turns out to be two hundred eighty six dollars a month then when you add on the taxes and insurance it comes to about five hundred dollars a month now here's the great news that is almost half of what the typical rent is going for in that same neighborhood nine hundred to a thousand dollars a month Wow okay yeah and we're talking about low-income people right or that are maybe making thirty thousand dollars so these folks prior to becoming Habitat homeowners, are spending more than half of their income on rent. Yeah. This is a true statement for many, many low-income people in the city of Milwaukee. So after becoming Habitat homeowners, here's a really cool thing I just wanted to point out. 100% of Milwaukee Habitat homeowners who reported receiving W-2 temporary assistance for needy families no longer need that assistance after moving into their Habitat home. So not only are we helping them build equity in their home, but we're helping them get off of the W-2 you know, welfare program. That is super cool. All right, when we come back after this break, we'll do a little rate roundup and tell you that mortgage rates got better after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Diversity in the city seems to be an ongoing discussion. WTMJ's Eric Bilstad recently sat down with former Marcus Corporation CEO, Mr. Stephen Marcus, to talk about Milwaukee's philanthropic scene and how it ranks when it comes to diversity. Hear that and much more this Sunday at 11 on our WTMJ Conversations program. All right, WTMJ Newstime 1035. Oh, when you gentlemen left for the break, you're about to uh, bring us up to date on different rates. What's happening there? Yeah, this is just to prove that things don't usually go in one direction forever. You know, uh, last week, I believe it was the last week, that the 10-year Treasury yield, which is just a handy way to keep track of long-term interest rates, touched 311 and uh, and now this week it's back down. I think at the end of the week at 2.92. Yeah. 2.92%. I always like to see that two-handle starting out that number. Yeah, rather I used than to enjoy three. seeing that one-handle back Well, then, yeah, that was not too long ago. So, David, where did we end the week at low overhead Acunet relative to mortgage rates? So with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, Acunet could deliver 4.625%. With an APR of 4.67, that's with only $995 in cost. What, does that include the appraisal? Yes. Oh, wow, which is $450 of it. Okay. Any points with that, David? No points. What's, did you say the APR already? 4.67. Okay. So you and I were talking before the show started about how people are not attuned. Consumers are not attuned. They all know that they want the no-point rate, but they are completely not tuned into the fact that many other lenders, in fact, I would say almost all of them, yeah. charge somewhere between $495. I think the, the most common one right now is $995 for either they call it underwriting, processing, admin, something. It's just a fee. Well, on a $200,000 loan, folks, that's a half a point. 
So if money is money, yeah, right. You wanted me to call it a point. Well, then at least it's got the possibility it, yeah. of being tax deductible. Oh, there you go. If I call it a nine hundred ninety-five dollar loan underwriting fee and processing, it ain't tax deductible. Sorry. Yeah. And I was just out online at Chase, one of the bigger mortgage lenders and banks. They in got the a big tower downtown, don't they? I think they do. Uh, their total, they they are quoting four and a half percent right now on a thirty-year fixed rate. And I did the same thing: seven forty credit, twenty-five percent equity. Their total uh, loan costs, because they're charging a point and a nine hundred ninety-five dollar fee, was four thousand one hundred and fifty dollars, with an APR four point six five five. That was for the four and a half rate, David. What would how much lower would our costs be for that four and a half rate? I can tell you the APR is four point six. Okay. And it would be sixteen hundred dollars yeah. less. So our total cost we for don't have loan, to pay for that tower downtown. Sixteen yeah. We're subtracting the tower fee. What about a fifteen year? Do you have that handy? I do. So fifteen year four point two five percent with just eight hundred bucks in costs. APR is four point three three. All right. That's the way to do it. I would say, you know, it's because on the official government form, man, that underwriting fee, processing fee, paper shuffling fee looks official. It looks like it justified. Yeah, it looks like it has to happen because it's on this regulated, standardized yep. loan estimate form, and it's just borrowers have to dive deeper to right. ask, is this fee required? Sure. What are the other fees that you're charging? Just don't tell me. You know that you have no points. What are the other fees that are going to your pocket? The other ones, by the way, that most lenders charge are document. Um, I'm sorry, uh, flood certification and tax service fee, which together run about two hundred dollars. You will never find that on an accurate mortgage uh, loan estimate. Yeah. All right. So rates are better. That's about an eighth percent lower than uh, rates I, were. I did enjoy this week because the surveys go out on Tuesday. Yeah. When, and then rates got better in three. Oh consecutive days so what was the freddie mac average rate or you was i thought that's where you're going with that well but my point is that rates can change the freddie mac rate was 4.66 with 0.4 or four tenths of a point which on the two hundred thousand dollar loan is 800 bucks so. right but just that even the course you know by the time you're reading that article on thursday friday morning, friday morning yeah friday morning it's way outdated it's like asking did the burrs win last night but it's did they, you're asking about Tuesday night. Sure. Okay. Uh, I, I'm following you. Yeah. All right. So if you want to keep track, by the way, of rates, <clears throat> you can do that by downloading our mobile app. And then you'll or get have text alerts. Or get text alerts, or, right. After you do that, we offer you can get rates either every week or every day. Um, all right. When we come back from this next break, let's talk about that uh, Wall Street Journal article that featured a front page, by the way, yesterday. A Utah orthodontist with over $1 million of student loan debt. And we're going to use that to then open up our discussion on how student loans of a more ordinary variety impact a borrower's ability to buy a home when we come back. And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. The NFL is changing the rules on anthem protests, but the players are already planning new ways to get around those fines and penalties. So do you think the NFL is handling this situation correctly? Steve Scafidi shares his opinion 1135 Tuesday morning right here on WTMJ. All right. Uh, Brian, this Wall Street Journal article about the uh, Utah orthodontist who's just a wee bit in debt, 
What an eye-opener that is. little bit in debt. Yep, front page from yesterday, a story by Josh Mitchell, whom David and I actually met in person several years ago when we were in New York I'm City. i you remember that because I don't you remember, remember that. that. That's the way I got in there, yeah. and then we met Nick Timoreos. Okay. Anyway, his opening line, here's the opening line. Dateline, Draper, Utah. Mike Meru, a 37-year-old orthodontist, made a big investment in his education. As of Thursday, he owed $1,060,945.42 in student loans. All right, so now this is Brian talking. Uh, how many student loan borrowers in the United States, Mark, do you think have balances over a million dollars? Oh, man, that's a, that's a question. I, I, I can't venture to guess. Help me. Help me with that. All right. One. The answer is 101. Five years ago, there were only 14. Wow. Okay. Now, recognizing, got another quiz question for Bodius. Recognizing the average federal student loan borrower has a balance of 17,000, so a far cry from a million Point oh six. Okay. And there are 41.7 million people in America with student loans. About what number of federal uh, student loan borrowers do you think have balances of 100,000 or more, David? I, uh, too many is the answer. 1% would be 417,000. I'm going to say 25%. Ooh. That's amazing. Mark, anything you want to venture there before I give the answer? <sighs> I'm afraid to go out there. This whole thing is kind of scary to me. Uh, All right. Well, uh, no, I'm going to let you jump into this one. Okay, 2.5 million, wow. which is 6%. So 6% of student loan borrowers have balances over a hondo, you know, a nice uh, tidy uh, loan. Or anyway, so Dr. Meru pays only $1,590 a month, not enough to cover the interest, so his debt from seven years at the University of Southern California grows by $130 per day. Again, that's because he is allowed under federal student loan guidelines to pay less than the interest due per month. This is called an income-based repayment. The article goes on to reveal that Mr. Meru, however, earned $225,000 last year working as an orthodontist. So as I reflected on this article, I had two initial questions and a reminder. First, the reminder in the form of the question, who's on the hook? For the million sixty thousand nine hundred forty-five dollars student loan, if Doctor Mayru fails to pay it off during his lifetime, David. Well, Uncle Sam, you and me as taxpayers. You got it. It's the United States Treasury. Yeah. So the Department of Education doles out the loans, and they paid all the money to the University of Southern California, which I didn't realize is a private university. Huh. I always thought it was a public university. Hmm. It's private. So their dental school, by the way, is the most expensive in the country. They got all their tuition money. Buck sixty a year, by the way. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, they got painful, but as this guy in the article pointed out, by the time in 20 years, his million-dollar balance will grow to $2 million because he's not making all the interest payments. Good. So you and I and, and Mark and all of our listeners are ultimately going to eat this. The article further explains that he, Dr. Meru, entered into a government-sponsored repayment plan. This must have been a couple years ago because this number has changed. He agreed to pay 10% of his discretionary income, which is defined as your adjusted gross income. That's the bottom right-hand number on page one of your federal tax return, minus 150% of the state's poverty-level income, and then wait for it. Any balance remaining after 25 years is forgiven. Don't have to pay it back. 
We'll just eat it. Uh, that amount of forgiven debt is estimated to be $2 million, which then, though, forgiven debt does have a consequence. When the government forgives your student loan debt, that is considered income. So at today's tax rate, the Wall Street Journal estimates that Dr. Mayru will be presented with an income tax bill for $700,000 about 20 years from now. Mark your calendars, folks, because here's what I predict is going to happen. On that day or within the next year, the good doctor will file for federal Chapter 7 bankruptcy because, according to my Google research, delinquent federal income tax is dischargeable. You can blow it off in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. However... And two years later, buy a home using an FHA loan. There you go. And uh, But you cannot discharge federal student loan debt. Correct. So it's kind of this odd waiting game. All right, so here are my two, two, two other questions. Question number one is... Why the heck are we allowing this guy who makes $225,000 to only pay fifteen ninety per month? That's crazy. And my second question is, didn't anybody own an Excel spreadsheet when he was going through dental school and project out for him? Dude, this is how much your payments are going to be. This is, this is a whole big problem of there is no ability to repay the debt analysis that goes into student loans, unlike mortgage lending, where we must make sure and document and verify that the borrower makes enough money to pay back the debt. So this is a super broken system, folks. When we come back, though, we're going to tell you, if you do have student loan debts, how do we look at it in the mortgage business and still help you buy a loan? We'll give you that real tangible information when we come back. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. You know, summer and beer go together with the Milwaukee County Traveling Beer Garden, so text Beer Garden, all one word, to 799-1620 to get the full schedule of where you can find the beer gardens this year nearest you. All right, gentlemen, back to you. I'm thinking I might have a beer this afternoon, you know. I'm, I'm, I think I might go to the store and get me some of that Lining Kugel grapefruit shandy. <laughs> Good. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what my plans are for this afternoon out here in the warm afternoon. All right. I was thinking so we're talking, about uh, buying... myself. Oh, go. yeah. Fire up the old Barbie. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, is student, are student loans a real impediment? Every article you read online, oh, student loans are really help holding people back from buying homes. I don't think so. Not in our experience, in our practice at Acunet Mortgage. It's not that big a deal, and but part of that is because uh, the rules for student loan payments and qualifying for mortgages have relaxed. And so here's the latest. Let's say you're one of those unfortunate 2.5 million people that have a $100,000 student loan balance. In the if you go with an FHA loan, you uh, we would have to use a $1,000 per month payment because the little formula is we don't care if you're in that income-based retire uh, repayment or program deferment. like Dr. Meru in Utah. Uh, we don't care about that. We're going to make you qualify using a pretend payment of 1%. Because at some point you might have to start paying that back and That's we want right. to make sure it doesn't blow up your budget. That's right. And get in the way of paying back that mortgage. Okay, but don't worry. Fannie Mae used to have that rule, but they have now changed it and said, we will take whatever shows up on the credit report. So if that is an income-based repayment, no problem. No problem. We'll take that. If it's even zero, we'll take that. Yep, no joke. Freddie Mac, the other government-sponsored enterprise, uh, has, has a little different take. They actually got more conservative this year and said, well, we'll take income-based repayments or 
0.5%, so on that $100,000 student loan balance that we're using as an example, that'd be 500 bucks, the greater of the income-based repayment or 0.5%. Turns out VA is also essentially 0.5%, and we don't do USDA loans, but they're also in the 1% uh, camp. The the real answer here is in terms of when you are, are a first-time homebuyer especially and you're looking to buy your first home, and, and by the way, let's use this as an example. This past Monday was the closing for a uh, first-time homebuyer. Happens to be the daughter of uh, lead singer Glenn from the disco band, popular in the 70s and early 80s, called Magic, of which I was a white pinstripe, pinstripe suit-wearing member. There are there are pictures. There are pictures with frizzy hair and all that stuff. Um, so his daughter uh, bought a home on Monday, and she was initially told that she could only afford a two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars home uh, by the by the mortgage banker that her realtor typically works with. But she was a smart girl, and she took her dad's advice and called his old keyboard man Brian Wickert, and we ran the numbers, and we came up with a couple of different ways to skin the cat. And it's public record now. She bought a house for $255,000 on Monday. You helped them buy $30,000 more house. Which is a material difference for in sure. that you know price range. There is a much $255,000 homes are nicer and bigger than uh, $225,000 homes. So it's a matter of having loan consultants who really know their craft and can examine your balance sheet. It's you know, And, and what we did was we looked at her her income and her uh, monthly obligations. Mm -hmm. And we said, look, you can actually use an FHA loan and buy up to a $272,000 home. <laughs> and actually, when we started out uh, on this particular home purchase, we started out with FHA. But then, being the chief honesty officer, I pointed out to her that, you know, if you go FHA, FHA charges this upfront mortgage insurance premium, which in her case was about $4,000. And you don't feel it because an FHA loan allows you to finance that on top of your loan amount, so you're actually losing that $4,000 of equity. So if we go with a regular Fannie Mae loan at 3% down, you don't have that upfront mortgage insurance premium, but the underwriting guidelines are more strict. You'll have to pay off your car loan. And so that's how we were able to further maximize how much house she could buy. Well, or or to get her into a better loan program. Yeah. So the yeah well, and both, still allow both her are true. right both at the same time. So, you know, that's a lot of detail. The bottom line is, I think home buyers need to work with folks who really know their craft. And I think I've got a great team of thirteen of those people. I don't have to have one hundred and thirty, you know, like a big bank, where frankly the skill range is going to vary quite a bit. With a good old Acunet Mortgage, you've got 13, you know, loan consultants trained by me, and I come to work almost every day. So if they get in a tight spot, you know, they got the old man, and we got some other old smart people there who are probably even smarter than me uh, that know what they're doing. So all that you got to do, if you're a parent, grandparent, or an active home shopper, please let us help your, either you or your grandson or granddaughter or, get pre-approved to buy a home and do it the right way. All you got to do to get started is click on the blue button at acunet.com. We'll see you next week. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Bye-bye. And happy Memorial Day to you and your family as well. WTMJ News Time is 1058.
The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.